0: Hello beautiful sisters, it's another episode of your favorite podcast, When Marriage Hurts. I'm your host, Ola Davis, and I'm here with episode number 73. Ah, Episode number 73. And on this episode, I want to talk about how to trust God when you're in a destructive marriage. How to trust God in a destructive marriage. Um, I sometimes see Christians trying to, quote-unquote, counsel people in destructive and or abusive marriages and tell them things like, you know, just keep praying. Just keep praying for your husband um god's gonna change him don't you trust god don't give up on him don't give up on god you know when you least expect god is gonna turn your husband around and this is all gonna be a big part of your testimony and (laughs) i know it all sounds um it all sounds all nice and religious and spiritual. But it really saddens me when Christians try to turn the subject of abuse and suffering, they try to turn that into Oh, this is what God wants for you. This is how God wants to shape you and make you a better person. Well, that is true of challenges. Life is full of challenges and God sharpens us through those challenges. Okay? Uh, what God doesn't do though is to make us stay in an abusive situation. Just because he has a good time watching us in an abusive situation, I I tell people all the time. God is not a sadist. God is not a, a narcissistic um, person who needs his ego to be boosted by seeing other people suffering. And when anybody paints God to, when anybody paints God to you. In that manner and uh, makes it sound like God just derives some kind of sick pleasure from watching his children suffer. Um just stay as far from that person as possible because that is not God. You know, we get to understand God through the eyes of Jesus. So did Jesus enjoy seeing anybody suffer? No not I've never come across that in all my days of reading the Bible. He actually delighted in relieving people's suffering. Okay? Um and reading through the scriptures too I don't see anywhere in scripture that supports this idea that God wants us to stay in a relationship where we are being damaged emotionally and psychologically just because somehow it's supposed to bring him glory. No, that that doesn't sound like the gospel. It doesn't sound like good news to me. It doesn't sound like good news to me. And the Bible says, um, and these were the words of Jesus, that even as human beings, when... When our children ask for fish we don't give them stone. You know? I think it says when when the, when when our children ask us for bread, we don't give them stone. When they ask for fish, we don't give them a serpent, right? And then it says if you've been evil, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father do so? So religion sometimes portrays god as this father this loving father that you would ask for bread but then he would give you stone just because somehow you eating stones is going to bring him glory i don't know it's i don't <laughs> i don't know how it sounds to you but it sounds pretty twisted to me so that is not the nature of god at all And um, I'll just give you two examples from scriptures. And we'll tie this back to how to trust God in a destructive or abusive marriage. Let's think about when Jesus was born, right? Um, When Jesus was still a younger baby, Herod was trying to wipe out all the... I mean, Herod heard about the birth of Jesus. He heard that this is supposed to be the person that saves his people from from bondage. And Herod felt threatened, right? So what does he decide to do? He decides to kill all the children of a certain age. So he's thinking, if I kill all the kids age two and under that is going to kind of make sure that that child is going to be dead and how did mary and joseph trust god in this situation (laughs) you know it's interesting like mary and joseph could have they could have just stayed there and be like well i mean this is no ordinary child this is a child who's but was predicted by the angel. Like we had angels appear to us, letting us know that this is the Son of God and this child is the Messiah. So nothing's gonna happen because this is what God wants. So we're just gonna stay here and somehow this child will be protected from being killed. Uh uh uh. That was not what happened. <laughs> If you go read the story, what it says is that an angel appeared to them and told them to pack up their things, get their child out of there, and flee to Egypt. And that's what they did. And, you know, I just, I find it pretty interesting. I find it pretty interesting that... This child that was supernaturally conceived, that is supposed to be God incarnate, that's supposed to be the son of God, that's going to save the entire world from damnation, couldn't just have stayed there and and somehow miraculously think that and, and the parents miraculously think that the child wouldn't have been killed by Herod. God's way of handling that situation and Mary and Joseph, Joseph's way of demonstrating their trust in God was to flee from that dangerous situation. Isn't that interesting? I find it Interesting. Um, Another example from scriptures was in Luke. You can find this in in Luke chapter 4, I believe. Luke chapter 4, starting from verse 28. It talks about people just, some people being really mad at Jesus. And they kind of um, jumped on him and kind of dragged him down to the edge of a hill and they just wanted to throw him down from the hill. You can check the stories and look for. <laughs> they wanted to throw him down the hill and kill him that way essentially. And the Bible says that Jesus kind of fled that situation as well. Now, the whole purpose of Jesus coming was to die. Like, that was his whole purpose. That was the whole agenda. Yet, when these people were going to throw Jesus from the edge of the hill, he fled. Because the plan was not for him to be thrown from the edge of a hill. The plan for him was to die on a cross. Okay? So... I just shared these examples for you to see that when people make you think that trusting God make means you have to stay in a dangerous situation, it's pure delusion. It is completely delusional. And we have to be wise. We have to be um, on our guard about such counsel because it's not from god god expects us to use our um what do we call it now god expects you to see logic logic is not the opposite of being spiritual as christians sometimes we feel like we shouldn't use logic that anything that has to do with God is ha, it has to be logical and that's how you know it's spiritual. that's nonsense. <laughs> God expects you and I to take responsibility for our lives. We are not like uh, Lego toys before God. God gave us the mental capability to make good choices for ourselves he expects us to take responsibility for our lives he expects us to flee when error is after our life he expects us to flee when people are trying to throw us from the edge of the cliff okay he doesn't expect us to stay in that uh in that uh, destructive and abusive situation so that he can get some kind of sick glory from it no no that that sounds more like the enemy that sounds like what the devil would want (laughs) that sounds like what the devil would want so when people tell you that's what god wants from you just tell them no 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 god doesn't want that from me you want that from me you want me to die in this situation you want me to continue to suffer god doesn't want that Don't get it twisted. Don't get me confused. I know what God wants for me. God wants me to thrive. He doesn't just want me to survive. He actually wants me to thrive. So, my sisters, that's the message I'm bringing you this morning. God wants you to thrive. And the way we demonstrate our trust in God is to flee a destructive situation a destructive uh, relationship and trust that even though the path might be difficult at first but that god would walk with us each step of the way um so this is the much i can speak to this topic on this episode i'll see you on the next episode and i want to say a big thank you to everyone Who's joined the When Marriage Hurts private group on Facebook? And for those of you who we'll post, who we'll show, um, who we'll engage, who we'll comment other, on the people, other, I'm sorry, other people's posts on the, on the private group, I want to let you know that I appreciate you all. And as we add into the month of March, I'm praying that you will gain more clarity about your situation. I pray that the Lord will bring you peace. And I just pray that the month of March as a whole is going to be one where you receive much clarity about what's confused you. And that you will experience... The peace of God that passes all understanding. Have a good week. Bye.